are live, pal. Welcome to a special episode of the Where It Went podcast. I mean, they're all special. I was just going to say. It's like your, your children. You can't pick a favorite one or you can't say that one is more special, even though one usually is. But uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but today, this is a special in terms of different kind of episode. And I know we've been doing that a lot lately. Actually, to just this morning, I was thinking like, wow, it's going to be weird. We're going to have to shift back into the gear of like talking to a band again, instead of just talking to these two jagaloons. But <laughs> today, this episode is a very special episode for us. Greg, kick it. Why? What, what are we doing here today? This is our one year birthday. Um, I'm looking actually, I went through the, uh, podcast episodes and episode triple zero, the demo, we, we, we titled it intro bust. Mm. It's my little tribute to my beloved floor punch. And, um, mm-hmm. it was July 14th. So by the time this airs, it's basically our one year birthday. Yep. And, um, we figured we'd just kind of recap. And it's funny, I'm reading this and it's uh, the description. Welcome to Where It Went Podcast with your host, Greg and Javier. Join us on this exploration of the entire Revelation Records catalog from Warzone to whatever they release next. This episode features an introduction of your hosts, discussion of discovering Revelation Records, why we're doing this podcast, and more. We promise you that it will only ever be the two of us hosting. There will never be anyone. <laughs> you know, I was thinking while, while we were setting up for this, one of the big uh, influences for us is the You Don't Know Mojack podcast. If you've never heard this podcast, it's great. And they're discussing the SST records discography in chronological order. And so I was wondering, is that like patient zero for our format of podcasts? Were they the first one to do this? Like, because there's other podcasts that talk about only one band or only one label. But was this the first to really kick it in, in that format? I believe so. I yes, think it I was think them, so. and then um, end on end uh-huh. was a little bit prior t- to us. To us now, and I've only listened to a few episodes of End on End, and usually I, I tune in when I like the release, which isn't very often because I'm me. But <laughs> are they also in chronological order? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, bit of boats of Brian. Uh, end on end. Our last. Patreon only episode was you two talking to Brian. I missed that. I we're gonna have him back for something. Yeah, yeah I, I had to too. do something. I don't remember what, but I missed the whole conversation. But it was cool because I edit all the episodes. I got to hear that episode, which is something that I know that the two of you don't do. Uh, you know, is listen to the episodes all all together. <clears throat> no, I. I, I I used to play back in the beginning. I'd play back every episode. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, I don't need to hear myself. But I have I've gone back on occasion. Uh, it was funny. Our we did the Dag Nasty challenge, and we got a lot of great feedback on that. Um, 
people really loved Oise. And um, I figured people would like to know. I got a message from Peter Cortner from Dag Nasty uh, and the band Field Day. And uh, he sings on Wig Out at Denko's and he sings on the Field Day record. And he said he loved the episode and he said he loved Javier's opinions. Which, which is, you know, I, I, was, as, soon, as soon as you told me that, that he sent an, uh, a message, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> Oh, what, what did I do? What I sunk us. And he literally said, and I mostly agree with Javier, your guys' opinions or whatever. And I'm like, such a, he's, but he's just like, you know, he's just a really cool, funny guy. And, um, you know, I think kind of, you know, I even from, I remember from the liner notes of we got a Denko's reissue, like he's kind of, kind of critical of himself. Um, but I just thought that was funny. So, I love, I love those. Like that kind of stuff is cool. Like finding out, you never know who's listening. Yeah. Yo, I thought that was cool. some of the people who I, I find out are, are regular listeners. It blows my mind. Uh, Brian from the band Overcast. When he told me that he was a listener, I was like, holy shit. Really? Like that, that was really fucking cool to me. And like, uh, you know, he, having Popeye email us and be like, oh, I listened to like this episode and this and, you know, um, hearing that people catch up or, or people that are going to be on the show say that they listen and have feedback for us. Like, man, that that kind of stuff never gets old for me and not in even like a bragging way, but in just like a these people who I artistically look up to are now interested in something that i'm making yeah and, no that's awesome i'm not too cool to admit it yeah it's it's rad it's mm. cool when i find out people that again that since high school that i've been like a fan of what they do and then they're into this and they like what we're doing it's an honor yeah it's cool i mean i had uh bradley from piss jeans reach out to me and piss jeans is one of my favorite bands so that oh, was awesome rad. and yeah. He also, you know, like us, you're influenced by Rev. You love hardcore. Like it just kind of carries with you, I think, through the through your your life, especially if you're a musician. Even if you do different styles, you know, you still have that kind of beginning beginning yeah, start absolutely. to everything through through hardcore through through punk. Bef- before we um, before we get into, I guess, just like kind of talking about the year um, wrap up, or do we have any anything to I hate to say plug, but we'll say like, let's say maybe it's a good time to, uh, you know, we've had some really good, um, sponsors and friends help us out in the past year. I would probably miss, uh, I'm sure I would miss all of them if I tried to name them off the top of my head, but going backwards chronologically, uh, I want to personally thank, Essex Coffee Roasters for caffeinating my life. Currently running the Guatemala in a French press, and yeah. it's great. Um, War Records, Andrew Klein and War Records, you know, um, uh, guitar player of Strife, singer of Birth Old City, War Records, uh, we've had a great relationship with, and Andrew is a cool dude. We got oh, yeah. Joe and Hell Minded Records who helped us out for a couple months and um, has just continuously putting out some great 
records by some great bands. Uh, who else in the past year? Uh, we had we had uh, Head to Wall uh-huh. out for an episode. Um, we had Fred Hammer from It's Alive uh, fanzine. We had Mission Two, which I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I don't think Mission Two exists anymore, but. We appreciate it. I, I wore my insight hat the other day. Uh-huh. Um, and, and like, you know, we've, that kind of leads into the next thing is like, we've got to meet and become friends with so many cool people. Like we said, we had uh sorry to interrupt. We had trust records and they just came out with that killer. Yes. I was seconds before we so. recorded, I was saying to Jason, like, have you seen this thing? Like I got my copy Yeah, and um, it's just, it's the way it's the way a reissue should be done. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the Circle Jerks record on gold vinyl, uh, the, the one that came with the zine. And my kid was even like, whoa, this is really nice. This is really mm-hmm. cool. And um, that's to me like such um, an influential and, and great punk record. So mm-hmm. uh, they, yeah. I just think they raised the, the trust records really raised the bar for what an archival type release should be mm. um that's what i want i mean even when you know talking about hell minded in designing the one-up record i remember being like i want to have it have stuff inside like i love getting a record like to me if if you if the record has nothing in it like no lyrics no pictures like it's almost kind of like well what's boring yeah like so it's cool to have this stuff um to to look at and kind of keep uh, like you know, same thing with like that bad brains. Like those reissues are really oh, nice. I'm the ones so bummed I slept on that and didn't uh, get it after seeing people get them in the mail. Yeah, put yeah. that shit down. I don't want to see it. <laughs> it came yeah. with a, it came with a fanzine. And yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. That, I, that seeing that was like the nail in the coffin for me. Like fuck, I really, I you really know, missed I out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Any rev? Oh, well, our next. Our next uh, episode, and we, yeah, and we can say that, will yep. be Ice Burn and Engine Kid. And uh, I guess I wanted to give a bit of bow to Southern Lord Records and Ice Burn. They did um, – there's a new Ice Burn album. Right. And yeah. um, I – like that. that's one of the things I love too about the, the pod. We'll call it the pod. That's like hip, right? Um, I love about the pod. It's like <laughs> discovering these like stuff that I slept on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a new album. It's on Southern Lord. It's called, um, I can never pronounce <laughs> It's called um, es- Esclepius. I think that's how you say it. And it's, it's like 36 minutes long, two tracks. And you go, what the hell are you thinking? But I'm telling you, like, it doesn't, these are like it's ice burn so like the song is just riffs on riffs on riffs and just super heavy really well done when i was playing it my wife was like this is what satan would sound like if he sang for a band i love that and i was like that's that's a ringing endorsement Um, look at this so I'm, i'm excited to talk to uh you know, maybe some people from Iceberg, maybe some sure. people from Engine Kid, but um, yeah, their new album on Southern Lord. I think they still have clear vinyl copies, or they're at indie stores. Um, definitely check it out. 
It's uh, Sclepius or Hepius is a hero and god of medicine in ancient Greek religion and mythology. Jeez, you would keeping with that face to steam gentry like works in a library or something like that with all these yeah. weird names. Very true. Hey, can I bid it, Bo? I want to yes. bid it, Bo. Ken Saluzzi, because oh, yeah. I talked about this Far Side shirt, I think three times now, and I talk, we talked to the band Far Side about this shirt for the uh, having my say, but. And you got one. I got hooked up with this nice. person. I wanted for years. Oh, Reaping the profits sick. of death. This system has failed us. Is that a long sleeve? It's a long sleeve also. Dude, they got to redo that one. Yeah, it looks awesome. But uh, I just thought that was cool. You know, he hooked me up with it and I sent him some money for the shipping. And, and we do this podcast because we love the bands and we love talking about hardcore with each other so it's just nice to have someone you know say that they enjoy yeah it other people enjoy um yeah and i guess i wanted to. to give a shout to uh um toby uh instagram handle devil boy 1973 sent us some care packages with some cool stuff so yeah get it both to about. toby and uh gosh are we I, and like like Hoff said, I'm sure like we've gotten so many like Dave Brown has sent awesome prints and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Dave Brown sent me a book. Uh Jay Jansetic sent us records. That's right. Um let's see who else. Uh uh War Against Records sent us those uh pressure cracks records. Um man, who else? Oh, that zine that I sent you recently. Yes, uh that was Oh gosh, I'm, e, e. Himmler illustration. Six, Eric Himmler, yeah. Six years. Eric, oh yes, dude. Yeah. Yes, I got that also. Thank that you. Awesome. Yeah, Thank those, you. Th- those are um, some cool and and relevant artwork from a, a good poster designer from Utah. Yeah, no, that was right, and um, I'm sure there are other things, and I, I'm yeah truly sorry um, if we missed you were um, we're trying to think just because like i said it's been a it's been a rad year man yeah like, i'm surprised it's only been one year it feels it feels longer yeah, but I it, feel it like- does <laughs> but you know why it feels longer just because of the you know the state of the world now that stuff is opening up we're gonna was, be able to actually talk about seeing shows I like, was that's talking, gonna be cool like, i was talking to a friend this morning and if you are describing any event that happened in your life, you now have to say like, oh, well, it was like two years ago because we just lost a year. Like the last time I went to a concert or the last time I did went to the fair or something like that. Like, oh, well, two years ago when I went to that, you know, because I know for a whole year, we what, didn't do anything. What was your last show, Hoff? Uh, the California Takeover. And that was, was in March, early 2020, right? March 2020. And before that... Uh, I, uh, fuck. My wife just told me the other day something that we went to together. Oh, Block Party. We saw Block Party play the silent alarm at the Hollywood Palladium in like, you know, January or something like that. And that was like a, a, a concert, you know, but the last hardcore right. show was the, the last time I staged dove was for Earth Crisis. Mm. So was that March? Was that the, it must have been before like the 12th or whatever, right? It was yeah. right before. Yeah. Stuff went south. Mm-hmm. See, for me, usually in the winter, this this one will change because now I'm like, I you know, 
I don't want to take shit for granted, but usually I'm like, well, January, February, I hate the winter. I like to just hibernate. My job gets crazy busy. It's dark out super early. So like January and February, I usually lay low. So I didn't, the last show I saw was actually right before Christmas in 2019 Mm -hmm. was um, Earth Crisis, Gorilla Biscuits, Shelter. Oh yeah, that one. Um, And God, that was on one show, Earth Crisis. Yeah, it was a fest. Yeah, it was a, it was like a holiday thing. It was awesome. It was super Mm -hmm. fun. And um, wasn't the last band you saw Gorilla Biscuits? The last band you saw before the shutdown? So I'm I'm okay with that. I think I'm trying to think of what what, what I was have the on last the band that you staged out for there. Me? Yeah. God, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm not a big stage diver. Oh, I'm, I'm not a big stage diver. Me feel more alive. I uh, <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I enjoy it. I, I don't want to get sued for. I don't do like cartwheels or anything fun, but you know, doing a couple little spinny, flippy things. Hey, why not? Yeah the mood strikes probably me. i think i think bane like i would yeah. always like when i would see bane but like in my younger years not towards the, the end the real question is when is the last time you put on a ski mask and then did a stage dive never for me it's the same <laughs> instance earth crisis a year ago <laughs> is, there, is there video evidence we got photos online we can i look think at? there's a photo yeah. right yeah okay. there's there's footage of it so, i'm wearing a i'm wearing a vegan reich shirt and a ski mask and camo pants it's <laughs> a little bit soft looking yeah it's a little 90s yeah a little a little Dude, and earth you know, crisis were really good uh at that show in reading earth crisis in a while you know what I just don't understand people who talk shit on Earth Crisis. I've like never understood it. Uh, yeah, if it's not your thing, yeah, that's that's fine. There's a lot of things that aren't my thing, but we know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> but hey, I, I, I don't know, man. Like Earth Crisis, whatever. I, they're a great band, and that California Takeover show that's now coming to the East Coast, the Philly show has Fixation and Envision which are, I think, two of the best hardcore bands, like active, younger. Envision? Envision is from Florida. Uh, Lennon, who is the singer of Eco Strike, plays drums for Envision. Um, And they, if, okay, if you like Turning Point and Outspoken, you will love Envision. Okay. I, I think that they are great. The dude's vocals sound a lot like Strain, the 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 band from uh, Vancouver Canada. in the '90s, like really shouted and like big and booming like that. And there's like kind of like acoustic parts, you know, like Turning Point would have. It's it's really really good. I recommend it for anybody who's looking for you know melodic hardcore. So on the subject of California Takeover, mm-hmm. you know, there's that was I had that comp back in yeah. the 90s yeah picture disc i of have the it now. Thre- of the three of the three can you rank them yes earth crisis stripe snapcase like any justifications no, you have no, any like caveats or no question that's it now i i enjoy records by all of those bands so like snapcase i'm not saying that they're you know they're a bad band or anything I really, really love Looking Glass Self and The Steps. But then after that, I don't like some of the music as much. 
So therefore, if you're ranking the three bands, they're my least favorite. Strife, I think Earth Crisis and Strife ranking, that's tough for me, but I would have to say Earth Crisis because um, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just like them better. But uh, One Truth is one of my favorite hardcore albums of all time. Strife is one of the funnest live hardcore bands I've ever seen in 1994 or 2018 or whatever. They are uh, just a fun, great hardcore band. Um, Earth Crisis, maybe because of the lyrical content, um, strikes a little bit deeper into me. But yeah, that's that's my ranking of those bands. How, how about and you, Jason? That record... I love that that uh, that live record. Um, bit of bow to Clint Billington, who sent me the non-picture disc version of that LP. Yeah, Jason, uh, what about you? What? How would you rank those bands? Let me I guess. Yes. Uh, bright, bright flashes is number one for you. Brilliant flashes. Bright flashes. What's it called? Oh, we're not ranking the albums, though. We're ranking I know, the bands. But I, but that's yeah, I know. Okay, so anyway, go ahead. I'm just trying to have a jape on you. Uh, what what do you? How are you going to rank those bands, Jason? I guess I would go. Strife, Snapcase, Earth Crisis. Hmm. You know why? Why? Because you're soft. <laughs> because I'm soft. <laughs> no, I think like I don't know if that's necessarily true. I would say because my tastes are refined. I don't know. Mm. Well, you know what the thing for me is like in the '90s, I didn't really listen to Strife. I didn't like dislike them. I just for yeah. whatever reason they weren't on my radar. Maybe because, and I'm thinking now, well, maybe it's because they're a West Coast band, so they weren't mm-hmm. out here like Snapcase. Yeah. And Earth Crisis like they, were? They toured a lot, but here, like 94 to 96, I saw Strife and Ignite play a lot. Like a lot, a lot, you yeah. know? So they were like my, like the pillars of the hardcore, live hardcore scene here. Right. And and here, it was like Earth Crisis especially. Yeah. You could, you could see Earth Crisis a couple times a year without even having to like leave the area code. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it came to Philly a lot. But earth but, crisis have a lot of records and I just kind of like, I stopped keeping up with them at, at well, some point. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I get that too. And Snapcase have records that I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and strife I'll say did a reunion album that I thought was great. I, I think, that, I thought of of the newer stuff of all three bands, Strife have the best new material. Absolutely. Um, Uh, Having said that. Incision and uh, Witness a a Rebirth. That's it. Those two records, I like those two records better than In This Defiance. I know that's a really, really wild take. Um, I remember for a while when the new album came out, the witness the rebirth. I was like, yeah. this is the best strife. Yeah. It's really, it really has good. Igor Cavalier on drums. I it mean, does. Yeah. That's pretty sick. But if I have to rank taking a lot of things into consideration, keeping in mind that I really enjoy all three bands. So mm-hmm. somebody, you know, when you're ranking stuff, somebody's going to be first. And sure. If you're not first, you're last. Um, mine would go earth crisis, <laughs> snap case, <laughs> strife, but I will say that Snapcase progression through unlearning is 
my favorite record of any of those bands. Hmm. Hmm. Which hmm. I know you is crazy <laughs> to have. We listened, right? Did you listen after we talked to Norm and he was saying how much he liked that record? Isn't that the same one? Yeah. I checked because, it out afterwards on our job. And you're not into it, right? Dude, uh, yeah, I wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's – I just – that that record, when, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God. Because to me, it was just like helmet and quicksand – in a there's something about the recording that seems yes to me. i don't like the recording i yeah. if because the songs maybe and even like i feel like there's something a little bit more strained about his vocals they're like which i don't like and then this the snare sound which i don't like and so maybe if some of the audio things were changed i might enjoy the songs more because I'm not discounting the songs. It's just hard for me to listen to. I would, I would rather listen to the Earth Crisis 1993 demo than listen to Progression Through Unlearning. Damn. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> there, there we I, go. I, I, like, but see, I, I also think like, I know I've had this conversation before with people about Snapcase. And I think it could be like... I'll just say it. I was 16 when progression through unlearning came out. Like it fucking blew my mind, mm-hmm. yeah. but I didn't really like, like, I think the only snap case I heard before that was the stuff on California takeover because mm-hmm. I loved earth crisis so much. So that's why I bought that. And, um, I just thought progression through unlearning was just front to back. Great. Uh, uh, when they finally came around to Philly, and I was able to see them was like maybe a year after that album. And I, I was only 17. I remember that was like the first show I went to by myself, not knowing anybody, but I was like, I took the train. I was like, well, I got, I have to see Snapcase. And uh, they were so good live around that time. And uh, yeah, just a big fan. So here's a question. Cool. Okay. Do you think that progression through unlearning would have fit in on revelation records? hundred percent. Yes, I think so. I think think, let's because what year did progression come out? 97. So, what else was coming out on Rev at the time? Um, In My Eyes? Yeah, yeah, In My Eyes eyes was 98, but you had uh, um, Shades Apart seeing things. Uh Um, Judas Factor? Was that? No, that that was like 99, huh? Yeah, that was was a little later. Um, Uh But maybe Elliot. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, Elliot. False uh, U.S. songs, right? Uh, yes. I, I think now I understand why bands were on Victory because they did have such crazy distribution and, and ads and this and that. But I mean, how many horror stories have you heard, you know, of it? So I'm wondering if Snapcase, like in an alternate reality, if Snapcase would have found a home for those records on, on revelation, I think that it would have fit very well. I'm looking at the discography now mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like, cause I'm trying to think of better than a thousand, just one bluebird, the youth of today reissues speak. That was all 97. Uh-huh. So that's a little bit, a little bit more traditional hardcore, you know, and, and so maybe Snapcase was a little bit uh, out there, at the time, 
but I, I can't really think of another record label that was operating around that time besides victory. Like, let's just say victory would have folded, like where else would that record have fit in? I think that it could have Taff equal vision, equal vision. Oh yeah. Equal. Yeah. Vision. Equal yeah. vision. Yeah. Ferret maybe. Oh yeah. Is ferret. Thing? Vagrant. Yeah, I guess so. Nah, it okay. was, was like a little poppier, right? Well, they were fairly new then. Like honestly, like you said, at in 1997, Victory was the biggest hardcore label. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to think about what in from like 93 to 97, so many of like the monumental hardcore records were on and bands were on Victory. Yeah, some of my literally actually some of my favorite records of all time bloodlet and theogen uh integrity systems overload strife one truth um electric frankenstein uh hi-fi and the road burners (laughs) donuts age of the circle you Uh, know uh uh, just so many uh and only half joking about a couple of those but donuts age of the circle is a great record. I would rather listen to Donuts than Refused. I know you just walked back into the scene, uh, Greg, but uh, that Donuts record, I think Refused is one of the most... I'm not even going to say it. Oh, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I like I, refused, but someone from the donuts went on to play in the vicious and the vicious is great. And someone from the donuts went on to play in an international noise conspiracy with a member Dennis, of, yeah, from, with Dennis okay, from with Refused. Dennis. And I actually like, international noise conspiracy more than uh shape of punk to come than uh refu- any refused record yes dude, dude love- shape of punk to come gets so are uh, so much shit it's so this, good I this think. past couple years that's this fucking great record it's so good and yeah the, the first reunion album didn't really do anything for me but the one they did a couple years ago is great i forget what it's called um i guess here's a question while we're on the subject of victory yep. okay um, because there's no victory podcast. There's no yo. G- give did, me go ahead. Your five and seven inches can be included. Most overlooked, in your opinion, victory releases. Oh, can you do that? God. Oh, God. Off the top of my. Or do you want to do three? Yeah. Why don't we do three? Yeah, do Off three. Top of my I gotta head. pull it up on the overlooked on Wikipedia. Yeah, like in your opinion, like 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 what what do you think? Um, I'll, again, I will say Donuts, Age of the Circle. Okay, there's um, one. I, I think that that is a, actually a really good record, um, especially if you like 90s hardcore. Um, I think <laughs> maybe those Taking Back Sunday records are overlooked by hardcore kids, right? Because people like my wife love those kids, and I'm sure she had no idea that that shit was on victory records but um those those albums were good um you know i'm a huge bloodlet fan i don't know that those albums are overlooked but i i I can't imagine the two of you jamming out to eclectic or seraphim fall you know i did like i did like bloodlet at Mm -hmm. one time well you know if you like iceburn i think that you will like the two Bloodlet albums and Theogen and the Seraphim Fall because there are some very strong, uh, you know, similarities there. 
I always forget that um, Bad Brains had a record on Victory. Yeah, I was going to say. I love that record. I love the Omega Sessions record. Me too. But I'm like, if we're going to talk like straight up overlook, because then there's someone here you don't hear as many people talk about when they talk about Victory, like Buried Alive, great. Mm, That's a great Um, record. Uh, er, Hey, Earth Crisis Slither. I ride hard for Slither. I know that that's um, not a uh, popular opinion. Um, I don't. Um, and like other stuff, like, but like, I wouldn't say it's overlooked. You know what I mean? But like, I guess like, I'll say like the Insight 7 inch, if that yeah. counts. Uh huh. Um, it does. Ice Burn. Um, but I, I'm not even, I'm more familiar with the Rev and Southern Lord Ice Burn than I am with, I have Fire on uh, vinyl. Um, I need to really dig into it. Um, one of my favorite Victory albums, and this is timely because actually as we record this today, they're having the um, – mem- now it turned into a memorial show for uh, Stu from Reach the Sky and Bane. But that first Reach the Sky album, So Far From Home, is a melodic hardcore classic. Um, I love that album. Um, Gray Area. Yeah. Fan build algebra. I'd say that's pretty overlooked. Can, can I tell you an overlooked one? And Hob might agree with me on this. Oh. Season in the size of days. Oh, I agree. Yeah, because uh, I so think people good. always talk like I, that was the first integrity I bought because it was the uh-huh. new one. It's uh, such a mysterious record because the layout when it first came out, the only way to get a lyric sheet for that record was to send Dwight a Hawaiian shirt. Who has a lyric sheet? I have one. <laughs> Uh, you send him a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I got one. I got, I, got one. A, I got a question for you after you go there. Okay. Um, here's one I never hear really talked about. That They had one album on Victory, and it's awesome. Run, Devil, Run. Uh, yeah. I know, I'm, re- I'm not really a huge fan, but uh, I know that a lot of people like them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, that record um, – Awesome. Very um, Cro-Mags. They cover Gorilla Biscuits on it. Yeah. That's good. Um, Between the Buried and Me, I think might be a little bit overlooked by some people. Um, they have some fucking jams and they have a couple records on Victory. I'm Spittlefield. Looking. I liked Spittlefield. They uh, were like a... Uh, what about victory style? That was one of my favorite. Oh, you know what's good? Oh, that, dude. That Freya record. Which oh, is I thought you were going to say. Um, members of uh, Earth Crisis. Earth Crisis and yeah. it was very melodic. What were you going to say, Jason? The Only the Strong comp stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, only yeah. the Strong 93. I like yes. that one better. Um, what a track listing. And it has some some tracks that are like not... Like it has a strife track that's only available on that record, and uh, um, end points and something to prove. I had the the poster of that record was insane. It's so big and it's got a photo of each band, and it had a photo of Snapcase with Daryl playing bass on it. Oh, wow, like, <laughs> like it's a really really fucking cool. Did you know that poster. Robbie from the Goo Goo Dolls recorded the first Snapcase stuff? Did you really? Yeah, they talked about it on uh, Nickel City. Mm. I, I want to say he did the 7-inch. I could be wrong. Lord, forgive me if someone says it was a demo or something like that. I wonder if Dude. 185 Miles South would want to do one of their Super 7 
episodes with us with victory. Throw it out in the universe. Throw it out there. Throw it out. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Victory Records podcast. (laughs) Wait, what the fuck happened? Yes. Hold on. One. Here's one half. Pull one out. Overlooked by hardcore people. Bayside. Bayside. Yeah, Yeah. dude. I. You know what? Having a kid who's 19 years old, a lot of those when my kid was discovering like kind of punk alternative music. A lot of My Chemical Romance, you know, that kind of stuff. But then Bayside, Taking Back Sunday, um, those those came up a lot. Thursday, the Thursday yeah, record. I like straight. that Thursday record. My wife is a big Straylight Run fan. You know, they um, that that kind of era of of victory is pretty interesting. You know what's cool with Bay, Bayside? And then I promise we'll we'll talk about something else. <laughs> but I have a question, so we won't. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey, who cares? We do what we want, right? Yeah. Fine. Um, so Bayside was one of the. It was I think the only time that I ever bought. I bought on CD the first album, uh, Sirens and Condolences, based on the sticker on the front, like the hype sticker. Mm. Um, it said for fans of Jawbreaker, Smoking Popes and the smiths or i can i could see that i mean yeah and those... i turn it around and i see it was produced by jay robbins uh-huh. so i was like all right jay robbins i fucking love Jawbox and the and the like you know what and um, and, Bayside, but, hold on. yeah go. i saw them in 2004 and they covered megan to like no well they did that later on they i saw them with like there were like 10 people there mm-hmm. and i saw them a year later not even like when before the self-titled and there were maybe like 20 people there. And then I saw them a year later when Becca was pregnant with Jude and she came cause it was smoking popes reunited and they were the headliner. Love smoking popes and Bayside me too. And Bayside opened. And that was when I was like, Oh, I think this band's going to get huge because like people started to go nuts. And now like when they play here, they play pretty big clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the bass player of Bayside actually owns a coffee company called Legal Speed, which uh, operates out of or in conjunction with um, my friends Violent Gentlemen. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, nice dudes. I've seen I've seen Bayside a few times here. Me too. Um, and honestly, even when they put great. out when they put out a new record, I always buy it and I always enjoy it like it's they're they're one of those bands where you um i'm not i'm not trying to say that they make the same album over and over at all but i'm just saying like they have they have their um strong points there's not really any surprises yeah like they know they know what they know what they're good at and they do it extremely well Mm. and uh there's something to be said about being able to have like i think they have like eight albums what about uh, Damnation AD? Oh fuck! They only had that seven inch. Oh no, they had that the last LP. You're right. Yeah, That's a yeah. Um, and uh, in Darkest cold blood, hour. in cold blood, hell on earth. Darkest That's hour. a great record. That's a, a, a super hard record. Um, All out war has uh, at least one really good record that I enjoyed. Um, yeah, buried alive. Um. No Innocent Victim uh, played a few shows with those guys back in the day, as they say. Yeah. And then, of course, 
we have to say reach the sky. Yeah, that's what I said. Reach the sky. Then mm-hmm. I oh, liked all their already? stuff. I was but probably I, but scrolling. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the, that first album is excellent. Jason, uh, what were you going to ask before? Holy we... Sets Fire after the eulogy. Great record. I was going to ask out of the Victory Records discography, what is the record that you have played the most last year? Ooh, last year? Yeah, last year. Earth Crisis Destroyed the Machines is on constant play for me, probably. I maintain that I was the first person to purchase a physical copy of it in Orange County, California. And I still love that record uh, just as much today. Um, I think we probably listened to When 20 Summers Pass a few times. Yeah, like that Um, might be it just because of... (laughs) But uh, I'm going to say for me, either Gray Area, Fan Belt, Algebra, or Snapcase Progression. uh, Also, I have to say Integrity, the album closure i've listened to a lot recently because um it's just got reissued my label contraband put out a cassette version of it and that was kind of a like mystery uh record and a lot of people kind of over i think that's the most overlooked integrity record and if you like sam hayne or like anything kind of dark and gothy it is kind of a bit of a left turn in their catalog it's it was supposed not, to be their last album. Yeah, and it's uh, it's really interesting. And there's a track on the Victory version called Le Merb, which you think is like some fancy um, French thing, but it's actually Brummel spelled backwards. Ah. And it was like kind of a, you know, some like noise thing to go, go against Tony Brummel. Wasn't Integrity 2000 also on Victory? Integrity 2000, also a great yeah. record. Um you know, Charlie from Outface is on that, or not Charlie, uh, Derek from Outface is on that record. Jason yes. Popson is on that record. Yeah, the, that is also a very interesting record that also, when it came out, did not have a lyric sheet. And there's a lot of noise on it. And there's some. I remember the songs. CD was in one of those. It's like a uh, weird hybrid. It was like Digipack. It was like almost. the Digipack, but had the like the usually like CD singles came in with yeah, the snappy yeah. thing. It's a really interesting. It's got a cool cover. Good yeah. cover art. I would like to um, um, put that out on cassette soon, but that would be sick. Um, but Dwid with some shirts. N- nobody wants to hear that, and I'm like, bruh, everybody. I'd be man. interested to hear it. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, but I'd like to hear it again. Sure. Hate you beat know satisfaction saw? is the death of desire. That's Man, the record I've played that's, the most. That, that's and that is a oh, yeah. like genre influencing. Dude, record. I listen to that record when I jog a lot. Uh-huh. It's perfect still, for that. Still to this day. Yeah, still to this mm-hmm. day. Yeah, it's that's it's a good record. Easily one of the best things they ever did. Victory. Oh, we it got is- to talk. We got to talk on the Discord about this, about Hatebreed, if you remember. Uh-huh. And yes. I and I threw it out there that my favorite stuff is everything before satisfaction. And I'm also not said, saying I'm not saying that to be like some weird contrarian. Like I really enjoy Under the Knife the and the Neglect Split. Those songs are so fucking raw. And I mean they they revisit those songs and you know, um not one truth. Like they re-recorded that. It's still in the set list, probably. And um, that era of hate breed was just like, that was scary. You oh, know, yeah. like, like <laughs> they were scary in like pre-satisfaction. Dude. Yeah. They were, they were around that satisfaction time though. Like I saw them at Middlesex and um, 
I don't know, a couple other times and it was, it was great. I was thinking about cassettes and nineties mm-hmm. real quick before we move on. And I saw limited to one, you know, that store in New York. Mm-mm. Did you ever follow them on Instagram limited to one NYC? Nope. They had this, I thought of you have, I, I was going to send it to you and I just forgot. Um, they had, you know, before leaking things, like when it was a, a whole different ball game, it wasn't sure. files. I'm going to show you this. They had for Radiohead OK Computer, it was a tape that was like like inside sealed, of a of a sealed Walkman. in the in the Walkman, and uh-huh. actually sold one. I don't know what it sold for in here. But That's hard. That Someone, was how like they REM just made Walkmans recently yeah i'm waiting for mine i ordered yeah, one. that's pretty cool um yeah uh i am such i love radiohead and i'm kind of such a weird completist there's a, a story that came out a couple years ago about someone who found 18 mini discs of like rehearsal demo live basically 18 hours of unheard radiohead music and it got leaked and i remember that i downloaded it so i have including all of the records and singles and live and acoustic and bootleg i would venture to guess i have probably about 25 hours worth of radiohead material on my hard drive jeez this cassette thing i just thought was neat like that was how they kept from like you to review it Uh, and it actually says july it was july 1st Speaking of cassettes and Victory Records, uh, the good homie Clint Billington, who worked at Victory Records, sent me a cassette that's a rough mix of two songs for Bloodlet Seraphim Fall, which is Victory Records 72. So they had like gone into the studio and like just basically sent this tape to Victory to be like, hey, this is the album that we're working on. And so... It's possible that I have the only one of these in the world. Nice. Yeah. Sick. Sorry. So uh, I guess enough victory. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do, we'll say if this. If you want to talk more, yeah. victory, call 1 888 4 HRDCOR. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess this was another episode of um, the Victory Podcast. Um, so thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess join our join our Patreon, join the Discord. <laughs> we can talk about we can talk about victory. Yeah, well, or we can talk about Discord. What, what? Yeah, whatever keeps us talking about Discord records is fine with me. There's enough enough of that chatter in the world, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Ouch! No one's done the Victory Records podcast, right? Uh, no, I, I, be... I don't. Yeah, it's too much. And that one you weird. Would to... You would have to find someone who was young enough to not know any of the weird shit that Victory well, did. Well, I think it would be sick if you got the stories that were crazy that happened to the bands that were signed to Victory and to the conflicts pre- that they had. Yeah, you'd probably have to have a strong legal team uh, waiting in the wings. <laughs> fair, you, fair point. If you were to do that. Fair um, point. <laughs> Uh, Dude, but, how about a good one. documentary? How about a sick documentary movie about it? <laughs> was it uh, well behind they, the victory? Yeah, they, dude, behind they, the music. Victory I'm actually. They really. Edition. They should. They honestly should have um, something like that. Like yeah. The, like uh, the behind. I guess if it, someone did a if someone did a victory podcast, 
they would have to do it sort of like how our friend Ryan Rainbow did the Roadrunner one where you you go in order, but you sort of pick and choose. Yeah, it's um, not necessarily. It's more of like in eras, right? It's like, yes. uh, here's this group of five years and like, maybe we're not going to do a bunch of episodes about Spitafield or Hi-Fi like and the Roadrunners or Burners or whatever. You know what I mean? Like some of that stuff. Like Electric Frankenstein had a lot of records. Yeah, they did. I knew people that dug them. Did you ever see this Hard Times article? Oh, no. Mom's new boyfriend is Tony from Victory Records. Jesus. And then there's this <laughs> picture of him here. <laughs> like, oh, it's so weak, dude. He's like, he's like wearing like this, like, I don't even know. But yeah, it's like just... Well, I just you always you to heard know about Tony from Victory. That uh, Discogs has twenty-seven pages of releases for attributed to Victory Records, and a lot of them are various. You know, they did a lot of samplers, um, and then a lot of like, like for some reason the Judge Judd seven inches on here. Uh. Uh, so I think maybe they had some like hand in. Uh, you know, releasing some, some things maybe behind the scenes, but. So aren't they, don't you think that they're going to try to do a, a, uh, a vinyl version of the California takeover that's happening on the East coast? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Cause to, to, I mean, I guess if they have like Sonny or somebody record, I don't know. Like, cause wouldn't, didn't they have sound like that have have a soundboard record? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Is Tony Victory going to come out and do an even score song? Oh, God. No, but they played that song last time. Did they really? Yeah. I mean, that's a great song, The Essence, you know? Yeah. That's so funny, though. Um, yeah. So, what a year it's been, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you it's know, been like, a wild ass year. It's, it's, I was thinking, I was like, you know, we have done, so there's 52 weeks in a year. And we have gotten through 33 releases, which to me sounds still pretty good. That's not bad. We've done offshoots and we've done part two and stuff. So like, I want to give us a pat on the back for working hard these last 12 months. Yeah. And um, we got some cool stuff coming. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was going to say like, do you guys have, do you have a favorite episode that we've done? Um, I think for me, the Into Another self-titled, I was actually talking to Vadim Taver uh, last night, who, if you listen to the end of our episodes, which I, I don't know how many people do, but at the end of all of our episodes, I read the names of all of our top tier Patreon subscribers. And it's over this like music, this like kind of jazzy music. And that's Vadim's take on a judge song. And he asked me what I thought my favorite episode was. And I told him into another self-title just because it was so fucking cool to talk to those three dudes and hear the story of into another coming together and recording that record. And, you know, just uh, making that connection with, you know, um, Peter and, um, and, and Drew and Richie. Uh, that was a, a great episode for me. Okay. Jason, do you have one? I really loved um, Mike Judge and Old Smoke episode. 
I just yeah. enjoyed talking to Mike so much, but I think that my favorite one would be uh, the Richie from Underdog, the when we did the Underdog demos. It was just cool. We did that one a little bit later in the evening, and I just felt like everyone was just in sync with each other when we had that conversation. Yeah, it's it's honestly tough because I, I really I enjoy I really enjoyed all of them. I'm gonna say for various reasons, and it was early on, my favorite was before Jace now. <laughs> I was just kidding around. I was a joke. Fucked up, Greg. Actually, it's uh, not fucked up because my answer no, my answer's not fucked up. Uh my I'm gonna say break down the walls. Uh, because it was the first one Jason was on in full. And uh, to me, I felt like the end of the way it is comp when Jason participated, but then carrying into that next one, having Drew, you know, established, you know, we, we all knew Purcell and he's always excellent to talk to, but, you know, having Drew and getting that whole story, I just remembered doing that episode. And when it was done, I was like, yo, like, we did a good job. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I felt like we, we started to hit a stride with having Jason there and having, you know, guests like multiple people, but it was, for me, it was between that. And I mean, start today with Walter and Arthur and Luke was a blast too. I mean, I still love telling people that we got to see Walter on the zoom play the harmonica. the harmonica. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. But we just had, there's just been so many, I mean, you know, even stuff like slipknot, like who would think that we would talk to all three dudes from slipknot. Yeah. That was pretty wild. You know, agreed. But I'm, uh, I do want to say that I'm very thankful for this podcast and it was a great place to direct a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Between us and just, I'm very thankful that we had it through the lockdown and it's going to be awesome to continue on the journey, even though we're going to come out of this thing like we have been, but it's just been uh cool. So thanks for letting me join y'all on this well, I journey. Think, I think it, it, we will, we'll be fine going, you know, after like this wasn't, I know there are things that started during the lockdown that now it's kind of obsolete. You know, people be like, well, we don't need to do this, like, you know, live streams or like, like I was thinking about one of those cool, like the age of quarantine. Obviously, they're not going to be really probably doing those anymore because it's not quarantine or whatever. There were some cool things to come out of the lockdown, like Norman from Antimatter. That was actually another one that was great. That was a Patreon one. Yeah, it was a super fun one. Um, You know, he did the Instagram like a lot of people did this Instagram live and you can see it sort of died down now that we're able to go out and do things. But what I think is great is that what we do can still continue. Um, you know, we may have to get a little creative with scheduling and stuff because people will now be out playing. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, like, it's cool. Cause like, we're going to be able to talk about shows like, Oh yeah, I went to, you know, I went to a show two nights ago and saw, you know, insert band here. And yeah, um, like, that's cool. Like we're going to have, I think it's just going to breathe new life into things, but I am glad that we started when we did, because I think we got a lot of momentum because of it, where now we're kind of, you know, dad's no longer holding the back of the bicycle. Like we're, we're on two. What are we, are we, is it, are we first LP yet, Hav? What? If OO, if episode OO was the demo. Yeah. 
And then around episode... Uh, I think right now we're the seven inch after the LP. All right. Right? We're like this. We're like basically <laughs> uh, into another herbivore single. Or, All right. Yeah. Or the storm. Um, okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we, we're seasoned, you know, and we've even done some, we've done some comp tracks and we've done some like demo stuff. Like we're yeah. an established band. If and this was, touring. we've yeah, done some touring. Was, if the three of us were a band, we would uh, be, you know, we'd we'd be a worldwide name in people's mouths. They might not like us. They might not agree with us, but they fucking heard of us. <laughs> and honestly, we have like I'm looking at the discography right now. Yeah, there's a lot of heat. There's some up, like, there's some heat coming on. You know what I forgot to uh, mention that I loved doing statue oh was, fuck was yeah. a fucking yeah. great episode um yeah. let's talk about what you're anticipating coming up in the next year or so because if we're at right now after a year of doing this we're at number 34 so so let's let's go up to 66 sure so basically sure. in the next so we have from iceburn engine kit at 34 to 66 is the and shelter quest for certainty reissue we're all gonna uh like i'm looking through the list now i don't know if you guys have it pulled up i have it pulled I up if you want this list by the way you can go to where it went podcast.com and subscribe to our email list we've actually Wait. never used our email list but if you go there then you get this discography sent to you for free um, and I believe that this is the most comprehensive Revelation Records discography on the internet, uh, except for, uh, let's see, it ends at constant elevation. So, uh, they're updated. Yeah, we're going to have to update it. And, um, but anyway, the three of us, I know that we're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, we're going to point to a lot of stuff and be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. So just try to limit it. Why don't we each do three? And okay. if someone okay. names one, of, if someone names one of yours, you get to pick like like sort of like instead of a super seven, we'll do a super three. And if somebody names one of yours, you get to just pick another one, and you can sure. say, oh yeah, I agree. Sure. So I'm okay. going to start with you, Hav. Oh man, well so pick I, three. I'm going to have to take ignore us. First. I was going to pick that, but there you yeah, go. You could pick it too, but I but for me, that's a like top tier. Um, maybe Desert Island record. Um, oh, uh, you know what? And Elliot, I'm, hold on. I'm looking at it as far as what you're excited to talk about. Not even necessarily right. your favorite records. Right, like, right, for right. instance, like I love Youth of Today. We're not in this alone reissue, but there's other stuff I want to dig up to first. talk about. Yeah. You know, I'm oddly interested to talk about the Whirlpool record. Um, because of our talking to Rodney and Sensefield, I want to know the story of Same. that. And it's it's not a you know cherished record in the Revelation catalog. And I'm that you know I'm sorry if anybody hears this and and thinks that I'm speaking ill of it, but it's just not as venerated as maybe some of the other records. But I'm sure that there's a really fucking interesting story to tell, and people will be like, huh? Like there's I'm, yeah. There's probably people listening to this right now, if you're still listening to this, that you've never heard Whirlpool, give it a whirl. Um, 
See, you're doing this right because that's how I'm, that's my line of thinking. Is yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying ones that are like the albums I love and grew up with. I'm more looking at it as like things I think are cool and I want to find yeah. out more about. I'm I really would love to know the story behind Manic Compression. Also, okay. um, I think that I enjoy Manic Compression more than Slip. Um, which is an unpopular opinion. Perhaps. No, no, a lot of people say that. that I know. Yeah, Dude, it's a, it's a great album. I'm, so. I'm team Manic Compression. And so I want to know like where those guys were at with that. If, you know, if they would change anything, blah, blah, blah. So that, of course, I know I'm, 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 I don't want to take, okay. So that's three for me. I have okay. another one and then I have one just out of 66. So if either of you don't pick, this one that I'm thinking okay. of. Yeah, Jason. A- Yo. Go ahead. Your turn. Do I give you my three and then we talk about them or I just hit you with well, the, just do like he just the list? Yeah, oh, what do you do want to like talk about? Rage. People oh, with the That was my number four. That's going to be fun as shit to yeah, talk okay, about. So, even if yeah. Okay, go ahead. Who do you think that we're – just projecting, who do you think is going to come on and talk about that? Um, all four, I think. All four guys. Yeah, I think all, I think we get all four. I think we line it up around the uh, we line it up around the reunion tour that got pushed back to 2022. Um, yeah, it'd be perfect. They'll, they'll have they have nothing better to do. Yeah, they all want to talk Problem to us. Uh, no, I'd be psyched if anyone came on. I think maybe uh, I think you might be able to get uh, Brad Wilk. That's right. That was that was the first one. <laughs> I would love to get Brad Wilk. We actually have a connection to him that i'm right. going to explore. we're gonna need to start we're gonna need to start yeah no that's a good one jason yeah what else then, you got uh i got just one better than a thousand because i was kind of there from the beginning of that and around the area when that was happening it was really exciting so i'm just kind of looking forward to talking about that and hearing more about it because i do know about the record and then some of the backstory that happened before the rev lp came out but it's going to be cool to to hear a little bit more about that and the last one is going to be no surprise we're not in this alone I could talk about that record five times. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, five like, episodes. I, uh, I'm, I'm for that one. I'm actually curious to talk about the new layouts and the mix. Dude, there's so many mixes that record. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to come up with some kind of like master uh, folder of all the different mixes that. Yeah, are out there. so that would be cool. You know who would I would like to. Just in my head, who I would like to maybe even have a bonus episode talking about all of the you mixes for that record, Tony Pops. Okay, Anthony oh. Papalardo. We're gonna Tony, tap him and and just like talk about the different because he's just such a historian and he was so interesting to talk to. I I, I don't know if he is down, but I let's just throw it out there anyway. And I'm gonna need to get all of those mixes onto my iTunes somehow. Yeah. I have the original and the Rev one. I, I have the Caroline cassette and I have the latest repress on as Rev. Far, and I'm, I'm saying as far as, as far as uh, MP3s. Sure. For, I need for, all, Oh, you have yeah. those? For, I don't for know for what vinyl, For vinyl, I have an original Caroline and then a Rev, but I also need to get before this episode, that reminds me, I need to get the 97 cover with the, no, the 97, the spray paint uh, of the yeah. 97. I have the fun house. I have the fun house. I kinda, I, I've had a fun house, like watching it on eBay since we started this podcast. 
Cause like, you know how I, cause I, and the reason is cause I did that with break down the walls. I had the 97 cover. So the completest in me says, well, I got to do that for sure. We're not in this alone. Yeah. So my three that weren't named yet. Yeah. Are, um, Sensefield building. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just because of the fact that to me, even though I, I enjoy the other Sensefield stuff, that's the one I absolutely love. Um, that I mentioned probably 65 times during the 64, uh, <laughs> 64 during the um, killed for less episode. So just talking about that and it being distributed by Warners and getting, you know, signed off of it and all that. I think that would be some great conversation. Um, the other one is because like, obviously I'm excited for Texas, the reason, but like um, I'm trying to think of like stuff that's a little that I just want to learn more about. Um, or that I think I may not know anything about that. I, I, I don't know how to explain, you know what sure. I mean? Like yeah. there's so much out there about Texas is the reason in the recording. And I'm still going to be fucking thrilled to, to talk about that. Cause it's like my favorite rev record, but yeah. I'm going to say, um, engine kid, angel wings. Yeah. After, uh, double album. Go, I am. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I knew the song wind windshield from windshield. the rev. Yeah. Uh, in flight, uh-huh. and then in more recent times, I learned to absolutely love that album. And then getting the beautifully done box set on Southern Lord and reading yeah. through the liner notes from Greg Anderson, t- just talking about their influences and and you know being into just like jazz and the Melvins and this and that and like hearing how that all does kind of come out in that record. I'm really excited to talk about that album because i'm gonna say to me that's like might be the most underrated rev record so Mm. far for me because i think it's like fantastic yeah so you know what people might not know is early on uh in our relationship with revelation records jordan invited me to the revelation records headquarters and he said uh greg anderson is coming into town And I would love for you to interview him for your podcast here at the office. So I took my equipment in there. We sat at the table. We recorded an episode. The audio, it's not that great. I'm not going to lie. We were sitting at a table with the mic in the middle. We were all wearing masks. Revelation Records employees were walking around and stuff. So we're going to scrap that audio. We're going to record a new interview with the three of us and Greg and hopefully Jade and I'm so excited, dude. And, like, but for patrons, I have to track it down in one of my one of my many computers. I was gonna say we at least got to put it up for patrons. And put it up yeah. for patrons just to be like, hey, here's the the audio. If you can if you can sit through this. But what I, why I bring that up is because I already have the insight to this record that you're looking for, and I'm excited to be able to have you. And Jason pulls some of that stuff out of Greg. And it was so cool when I got to do the episode because Jordan uh, pulled the master reels and all of the master out- artwork out of the vault. And I got to sit there and watch Greg and Jade go through all of that stuff and be like, oh, hey, remember that person? Or remember when we made this? Or wow, it's, it was so cool to see them explore awesome. that. And it gave me a, a new appreciation. And the new, last thing I'm going to say about this, 
the new version of Angel Wings, which features a different track listing, which might throw some people off, sounds so good. And did you see that song from the Sessions, which for the box set, they put it on the Angel Wings album, mm. but for digital, it's by itself. It's called Angel Dust. Uh, it's it's like from the it's from the Angel Wings recording session, but it's just like a standalone song on Spotify. So good. I have so I, I owned Angel Wings on CD when it came out, and a few months ago bought a sealed cassette because you know I like to do the box break here see. on the on the um, episodes. I have a sealed Angel Wings, and I also have a sealed uh, split that I'm going to break open the engine kid ice burn split. Nice. So I, I have both of those. I also have a sealed, uh, far side self titled here. Oh, um, I think that's my Does last. Does the cassette have the, um, Husker do cover hardly getting over it on there. You know, what's, that inter- all- what's of uh far side. Yeah, it does. Oh, cool. It's on side two. It's, it's interesting. Not it's, it's not, uh, program repeats on both sides it's split up to be like three songs on each side huh yeah and a lot of times you know record labels would do that the bonus tracks would be on the compact disc or on the uh you know what do you call it uh cassette yeah Yeah, but but not on like the uh inside out oh yeah for sure and outspoken did the same thing with the current Uh uh-huh five songs on the i wanted the to show CD. you guys yeah what do you got oh yeah the, oh uh, that's so cool it's like gold foil everything left inside yeah which is cool but um i like look how cool that is so this is like but it comes with this um so this is the engine kid box set we're talking about look at it. there's like this booklet with all these pictures and uh the remaster everything's remastered um it has Bear Catching Fish, which is a great record, produced by Steve Albini. Love Steve Albini. Um, really cool. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. And you know what? I've mentioned already, like, Shades Apart, so I'm not going to mention that again because, like, people know. But I'm going to say the Iceburn double LP because just to get inside Gentry's mind of, like, writing a f- another double LP, like – this guy just like, you just, they just kept writing songs. It's yeah. crazy. Like Medics they had evolutions. Yeah. They had, um, they had Hephaestus. Then they get the split. Then you get poetry of fire and then a double LP. Like it's just kind of nuts. So to get inside that writing process for that, um, and really dig in. Cause I haven't dug, I much like you have, I kind of like plan ahead and get physicals, uh, physical releases yeah. for upcoming episodes because I just one I like to have them and two it just helps with our doing doing homework. So I have the double LP and I kind of you know I've often because I've been listening to a new one and I often think oh maybe I'll listen to this and I'm like kind of want to experience it in full for the first time on vinyl. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, so. Some odd choices, but they um, was yours. You had some other yeah. So beyond sixty six, Elliot U.S. songs. Yes. Um, You know what's interesting? So you know, thirty five to sixty five, sixty six 
66 is Shelter Quest for Certainty, which didn't come out in chronological order with that stuff, right? It, I feel like it only came out a few years ago. Yeah, because uh, that was how I first heard that record. Yeah, so because it came 60, out in 98. That 60, was 98. 65 is Battery, and then the Quest for Certainty LP came out in 98, or was it on Equal Vision? Right? So the in 92, it came out on Equal Vision with the blue cover and a different yeah. photograph yeah and then in 98 and it came on cd there is an equal vision cd yeah. but then in 98 rev did with the red logo uh, and a different yeah. cover and it was cd only and then rev did right the vinyl same cover but blue logo vinyl a couple years back right that and so that's what i'm thinking you own of. that one greg and the rev yeah I have it on gray vinyl. And I have the, an equal vision vinyl and a rev vinyl. The, okay. um, the, ins, the, the insert is a little bit underwhelming on those. I, I'm, and I love the bonus tracks on the original, you know, equal vision version. But what I was getting at is then you got 68 <clears throat> Elliot US songs, 69 Far Side Monroe Doctrine, 71 damnation ad kingdom of lost souls and then uh i like that spark marker record kill holiday 77 uh and then all the way up to 82 by a thread last of the daydreams like and well, that's, the a, that's a good album i remember and, liking that and one. 84 himsa seven inch so i'm gonna have to wait a long time to get to some of these records, like that's going to be a year and a half from now. What it the might fuck? Be. <laughs> it might be. But you know what? What's cool is think of all the stuff we've already mentioned along the way that you're going to be excited on. So I think we just really need to try and buckle down. So it's, let's see, right now we're gonna we're about to do 35, right? 34. Yes. 34. So then 52 episodes would be to 80 uh six right so i i can say that's where where fear and weapons meet we so could bust say, we could bust out 52 episodes quick <laughs> yeah why don't we, why <laughs> no don't we get all that done by the end of the year just do three a week now that, that's what i like we're, we're doing them as we do them because the bottom line, like we've said before, is, yeah, we take these detours. And I know sometimes I always get the message, no episode this week or what happened or, oh, you're really trying to avoid. Like, I remember Slipknot. We, like, took a break and people uh-huh. are like, you're really trying to avoid the Slipknot. And I'm like, well, no, like, trying to schedule things is a challenge. Yeah. So that's why now, we do it. We're going to try and keep on track as much as possible. We're going to continue recording patreon material we've talked about the three of us if we have a patreon like i did an episode where i just talked to evan jacobs about orange county hardcore and far side that was sick you guys did an episode where you talked to brian about end on end and discord that was sick it's okay if we have these patreon episodes where maybe not all three of us are on it and we continue to give our our lovely patrons this bonus episode and so if you're interested in patreon uh you get these bonus episodes you get a discount on the merch that we've been making uh you know right now we're in the process of making this far side rigged shirt we did the the a bold choice shirt we did the spring break 
shirts and anything else we come up with. The embrace. That was the a embrace huge one. shirt. Patrons. I still get people asking me, "Are you guys going to reprint the embrace?" <laughs> Absolutely, are not ever because the time to. to buy it is when you saw That's it. Right. So, uh, and also, patrons, you know, you get your episode a day early. Uh, you get to talk Discord. to us on Discord. You get to talk to us on Zoom sometimes. Yeah, we, we're we're gonna have this. Like I said, I want to say I'm trying to organize. July's a busy month for us guys and. Um, but I want to try and organize by the end of July, at worst, the beginning of August, our quarterly Zoom. Then we'll have another one in the fall at some point and another one in the winter, but uh, where you know certain patrons can come on. And again, these guys know, but what we have planned for the quarterly Zoom for the summer, you're going to want to be on the Zoom. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but, uh, yeah. And it, it honestly, it helps, it, it helps out. It helps us with getting, you know, research materials and, and all that stuff and, uh, you know, paying costs of operating and equipment and yada, yada, yada. And if you want to help out and don't have the money, please write a review on Apple. Uh, it helps us get out there, tell your friends, subscribe, Give us a five-star rating, write a little something nice, and um, you'll feel you'll feel better inside, I think. I agree. Yeah. Um, we got anything else to say? No, I'm just I'm actually really looking forward to next time. Iceburn yeah. Engine Kid. We've got uh, some guests lined up that uh, will be cool. And um, you know, we're in an era where I'm I don't know a lot about I'm learning and loving, um, you know, and there's not a lot of, there's not that much information about this era out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we do our homework. I do my homework and there's not that much out there for some of the stuff we're getting into, honestly. And that's why I'm thankful. Like even like for engine kid to have this box set, cause there's the book inside and there's stuff in there. I'm like, Oh, I got to make sure to mention that on the podcast and, um, stuff like that. So, very excited. This is a cool time. Um, and it's not to discredit any of the releases we've talked about prior, like, you know, ones that maybe have a ton, like you can Google a ton of shit about Gorilla Biscuit start today. And I'm never going to get tired of talking about or listening to start today, but yeah, it's kind of cool to talk about stuff where there's just sort of a black hole on the uh, internet and otherwise about the next episode is a perfect example. Iceburn Engine Kid Split. It is. Have you, without diving in too much, have you played it yet? I, I actually, I own the vinyl. I haven't listened on vinyl, but I've played it a bunch on streaming. Yeah. A I few times, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very, very interesting release that I'm stoked to I, I think talk that I, about. I completely overlooked it when it came out. And I probably, because I think I just wasn't ready for Iceburn when I was a kid. Um, but that engine kid, for whatever reason, kind of always grabbed me, you know, uh, maybe being a fan of, I oddly am a, a huge fan of Jawbox novelty. And I think it feels very similar to me. I don't want to say sounds, but th- those two records feel very similar the to split me. Split or Angel Wings? Angel Wings. See, to me, Angel Wings, I don't like. <laughs> 
like I heard it and I was like, one, why didn't I love this since 1995? Uh-huh. Because it's not even that far. Like it sounds like stuff I would like. It's got the heaviness, yep. but they really perfected the whole quiet, loud yep. thing that a lot of those, you know, from yeah. the Pixies to Nirvana to the Melvins or yeah. Slint. To uh, Ian MacKay's grandma. Yes, Ian MacKay's grandma. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of my new power violence band. <laughs> there you go. I uh, very yeah very excited for episode zero three four, and just thankful for the past year. Get to talk to you guys all the time, meaning Jason and Hav, but yeah. also just to uh, have people care and listen and reach out and um, say nice things and make yeah. friends. It's cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Right. Later. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Javier from the Where It Went podcast. Just wanted to give a special bit of bow to our top-tier patrons. Billy Tunnell, Bram Hubble, Brandon Gavell, Brian Skiffington, Brooklyn, Cesar Falcon, Chad Keplinger, David Palmer, Dirk Focused, G. Jason Head, Greg Jackson, Jeremy Holohan, John Cowell, Quiet Keith, Maddie Cox, Nate of Head to Wall Fame, Rob Moran, Tim Shear, Siren Records, and Dollar Slice Bootlegs. If you'd like more information on how to become a patron, please visit us at www.whereitwentpodcast.com and you'll find out and you'll find out other stuff if you look around. I don't know. We'll see you next episode. Bye-bye.